0: Make noise! Make noise, make noise! Make noise, make noise! Make noise, make noise, make noise, make noise! Make noise! Make noise, make noise, make noise! People, I wanna... I wanna give this man the proper credit. Um, businessman. Both, now legal, used to be illegal. On that illegal run, when people do crimes, Sometimes they do the bullshit. This man is a completely different case. They said you ran <clears throat> on your ten-year run nine hundred million. Now add a hundred million that they weren't looking for. Maybe you fucked up a couple of packages. <laughs> you ran through about a billion dollars. You had a billion-dollar run, and you did it the best that, that that your name rang bells in New York City, and that was in the eighties. I remember people mentioning your name in the 80s in New York. So I got to give it up. Three-way Ricky Ross right here. I wanna <laughs> ask my first question is this. $900 million, right? Or let's just say $1 billion. What What does that kind of money get you?
1: Happiness. Power. Wow. Well, uh... You never see anybody that you know.
0: Hold on, people. Oh, it's frozen.
1: Oh, okay, good, good. Can you hear me now? I can, can hear you me now go ahead. I say you never you never you never uh, see anybody that you uh, know or that you care about have financial problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know they may have problems, but finances won't be one. Right, right. And, and, and people
0: say, people say, and I always argue about this. They say that uh, money is the root of all evil, and I disagree. I believe not having money is the root of all evil because that's just,
1: I, that's what you, makes people do crazy shit. Me and you think alike. We never knew anybody that had a pocket full of money go and uh, hit nobody in the head at the at the ATM machine. Never mm-hmm. happened. Okay, never money happened. Money?
0: Never happened, man. Never happened. So now, when you look, and this, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go through the chronology of your life, and I'm gonna go through the criminal part, and then I'm gonna talk about the part that's that's going on now, just completely legit, running in a legit business like a kingpin, which is the reason that I reached out to you because I highly respected that. I was like, wow, he's doing this, but wait up, hold on, he's doing this, and that really, that really hit a chord here here in my heart. First question. When you're caught by the feds, what are the laws regarding keeping the money? Are you able to keep the money or, like, what, what happens?
1: No illegal gains can be kept. That means if you got shoes that they think you bought with drug money or they know that you bought with drug money, they can take it. If you bought a dog with drug money, they can take it. Anything, every, any and everything that you made illegal gains, it's gone. Yeah, you probably could keep the kids' education, you know, if they've been going to private school. They'd probably let you keep that. They'll try. They'll try to get the kids.
0: They they, they really play for keeps when they do this. Now, do they have any rules about if they don't find the money, money that that they
1: don't find? No, it's really nothing they could do on things that they can't find or they can't prove. I mean, you know, they could give you a fine if they uh, think you made uh, X amount of money and they couldn't find the money or or they couldn't confiscate the assets. What they do is they just give you a great big fine and have you uh, to pay a fine.
0: Now, now when you're dealing with this, when they come at you, how do they come at you? Do they come at you from one
1: angle, or do they have the IRS guy coming? What's like? How do they put that together? To oh, they can come. They What's can come it? multiple ways. It could be DEA, FBI, IRS, uh, uh, immigration. You know, it could be a total uh, federal agency all combined. Sometimes they all come together. It's a to, Uh Like in my case, I had an INS agent uh, in my case because. Uh, my informant was an illegal alien.
0: Hmm. Is, is, that the guy, is that the guy who was with the conscience?
1: Correct. Correct. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so we'll get, we'll get to that shortly. Let's start from the beginning. What kind of kid were you growing up? What was your life like growing
1: up? Because I, I want to go from where you started to where you ended. Well, you know, I grew up in, in Texas I mean, I was born in Texas, you know So uh, my mom moved to LA when I was around Three years old, so I definitely was raised in LA uh, But I went back and forth to Texas Every every year, you know, to, to, to Work with my uncles who, who had jobs You know, in LA, there weren't many business uh, Black people who owned businesses in LA Where you could get a job, so I would go to Texas and and, and do some pretty Some pretty excruciating work Stuff like hauling hay Puckwood, you know uh, blistering sun uh not the normal work what the average person would do, but I volunteered for that work every summer. you know that's how I wanted to spend my summer uh uh working but i I started to understand uh, the benefit of having money at a very young age i
0: started
1: started playing tennis at uh, like twelve years old, you know thought I would be a tennis pro and um uh, When I never learned how to read and write and I couldn't go to college, uh, that came to a a screeching halt. And um, I found myself looking for something else, you know, to 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 get by and uh, started off stealing cars and then went from stealing cars to selling drugs.
0: Okay. so did you always have a mind
1: for business or did that come come about later on? Well, you know, I, I've been I've been practicing entrepreneurship since I was I don't know knee high to a grasshopper. You know, I used to cut grass. Uh, I hustled bottles and cans, aluminum aluminum cans, wash cars. You know, uh, I wanted money. You know, at a very young age, probably at around nine or ten years old. You know, back when we were coming up, it was a little different than it is now. You know, a nine year old, you can't hardly let them out your eyesight, but. Back then, you know, we were allowed to go to our neighbors and cut their grass and get bottles off the back porch and things like that there. Things that, you know, that our kids can't do today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing that since I was oh, just a tiny, tiny tot.
0: Okay, so now, at what age do you start to get involved in the drug business?
1: I was 19.
0: You're 19. Okay, what, what's your first experience with
1: drugs? What, what, what was the first thing that got well, you the well, the Well, the first, the first experience, the first real experience was Scarface. I mean, not Scarface, but Superfly. Okay. Uh, one of my older cousins, I was about 14 years old, he took me to the theater and I saw Scarface. And and this guy, he, he almost wiped out my other heroes. You know, at that time, you know, Arthur Ashe was one of my heroes, uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, but I never saw anybody do what uh, I saw Superfly do. You know, he beat Mm -hmm. 10-11 white police officers at their own game. You know, he Mm -hmm. told them that that they better not lay a hair on him. I mean, they better not touch one hair on his head. If they did, everybody in his family would be dead. You know, from his little fat daughter to what school she went to. That gay gay son of yours, as he said. Yes, yes. He would get it too. All of y'all gonna get it. And, and and when I heard him talk like that, you know, I never heard a black man talk to white people like that. So uh, that gave me some type of drive. And, and little did I know that I had identified cocaine had gave him that power. And because uh, uh, I didn't really understand the subconscious mind at that time. You know, I just understood what you think, what you say, you know, is what it is. But uh later on I learned about the subconscious mind that once you plant something deep inside of your mind, your mind will go out and get that for you. And um when my friend gave me the opportunity, the first time he uh, uh gave me the opportunity and showed me cocaine, um I jumped at the uh at the ram. Mm. Did did you did you do you remember the first day that, that, that Absolutely. I never forget that day. My whole life changed that day. You know, I went from being uh, a little naive, uh, uh, Rick, to being super fly. Mm.
0: So, and, and how quickly did that happen? Did you? Were you like a street a street sales guy,
1: or did you? Were you a distributor? How did you come in? Well, it? well, I had I had met a lot of guys from 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 stealing cars. You know, I knew I had knew all the guys. You know, when you're still in cars, I I, I came in with two guys that was, I I guess I could give you, let me give you the scenario. Uh, My friends took me to the street races for the first time. I'd been in L.A. all my life, but I had never saw lowriders before. But they took me to the street races, and I saw saw these cars, and I made up my mind that I was going to get one of those cars. And so what I did is I started going around asking all the guys at the street races, how did they get it? You know, how did you get that car? And one by the name of Dirty Benny... Told me to come by his house the next day, and when I went by, uh, he showed me what he was doing, which was stealing cars, and uh how so I got started. Wow! So just like that. From working
0: with yeah, and
1: from working with Dirty Benny, now I'm going around with him to everywhere he goes selling parts, and I'm starting to meet all the people that that are in the streets.
0: And now, and now, eventually, you get put on. <clears throat> You get put on, and like you I did? said, are
1: you, are you a street sales guy or are you? Can you hear me? You get immediately big in the business. I'm away from you. Well, no, no, not immediately. I mean, my first my rock first that my friend Mike gave me, I got beat out of it. Hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Uh, my first rock my first rock that I got that Mike gave me, I got beat out of it, in a sense. Not really got beat out of it, but I didn't get paid for it that right. day. Right. Uh, um, Martin was a big homie, you know, was a pimp, was a crip, and he got it, and he smoked the whole thing up and told me he was going to pay me Friday. That Friday never came. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, but what wound up happening is that my, my clientele study grew, and uh, Martin brought somebody else over that spent $100 with me. So um, it started to, to just go from there.
0: And, and speaking of which, it's a very, the drug business is a very violent, um, um, dangerous business. Did, did you, what was your experience with that? Were you that kind of guy or were you just the guy that
1: gets you? Uh, it, it can be violent if if you allow it. The game is not necessarily violent, it's the people in the game. Remember, remember, uh, uh, power is nor evil nor good. It's just what it is. It's just mm-hmm. power. Now, you can take power and use it for whatever you want to. A damn sure. You, know, you know, it's your, it's your choice. Uh, I chose not to, uh, not to implement violence in my business. Uh, I made up my mind that I wasn't going to kill somebody over money uh, 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 or drugs. Meaning that if somebody had beat me out of something, if a deal went bad, that my first choice was not going to be to, to kill them. Uh, uh, my, my, the only way that, that I wanted to kill somebody would be in self-defense. If I felt that they were threatening me, my family or, or something like that or one of my friends.
0: And, and you, were able, you were able to navigate through the business for that many years with that much violence around you without, be, without being able to do it? Was,
1: did you have an enforcer? Did you, did you have somebody that would put... Oh, them? no, I, I had, I had, I mean, I grew up in, in, where I grew up at was 87th Fig. At that time, my neighborhood was the biggest street gang, maybe in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I never, I never joined the gang though, mm-hmm. but I grew up with all of them. I mean, they were my friends, you know, it would be no problem if I, you know, went over and said, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. You know, somebody is causing me problems. Will you will you take care of this for me? Uh, it would have been no problem getting that. It, even my, my best friend, he was a uh, he was a Crip as well, I, yeah. a ex Crip.
0: Okay, now 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 being in the business. Yesterday when we spoke, you were talking about everybody makes mistakes. Did you mess up shipments? Did you did you lose kilos? And if, if so, what do you do?
1: when you lose. Absolutely. Them, there, there could be a Absolutely. That you know, you know, you know, just, uh, yesterday, uh, man, uh, one of my guys who was one of my first workers, uh, I had not saw him in a, in a while. And we were sitting there laughing about, um, uh, I had an apartment that was on the second floor and this apartment was barred up like a fortress, you know, with these big doors and big steel doors and going rods going through the walls. You're not going to get in there. It's going to be hard. Uh, um, well, anyway, the police pulled in the driveway following one of my cousins to give him a ticket. And they saw the police and they flushed seven kilos of cocaine that was worth at that time about 45000 each. And when I got there, they told me what they did. I was a little pissed, you know, because that was quite a bit of money, uh, but not to the point to where, uh, uh, where it made me mad at them or anything like that did. Uh, but, you know, you lose money like that. Um you know I, I lost a lot of money I probably lost ooh, wait, three four million dollars you know in different deals people owe me uh, because most of my people i fronted them uh uh i, I was a i was a drug banker and, and what I mean by that is that uh, i loan drugs to people you know i would loan you drugs in order to uh 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 um to make money say instance. You, you didn't have any money to buy drugs. So what I would do is I would loan you the drugs and then I would make a percentage off of the drugs strictly from what I loaned, lent you uh, 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 because you couldn't get it from anybody else because you didn't have any money. Right. So I could charge you a little more. Mm-hmm. Which is really what a banker does. You know, when you don't have any money, you go to the bank and he loans you money and he makes interest off of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is completely different than consignment. This is... I'll loan you 200000 but you got to give me 15 points on that, on what I'm fronting you. Correct. Wow, that's crazy. And, I, and 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 did that become the majority of your business, or
1: were you still just... Yeah, most of my guys were... were, were I, I started most of my... I mean, you've you got to figure that I stayed in South Central. Most of my friends had no money. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do is I had to save up not only enough money to, for me to be in business, but also to put other people in the business until they could build up their own money. So if I gave you a kilo of cocaine, I knew that you could take that kilo and go to another city and probably make it worth 20,000 more than what you paid me for.
0: mm mm-hmm. Right, and, that, and by now you have a big, because of all your friends and everybody you're dealing with, you have a huge organization. Like I said, again, drugs and anything illegal brings danger. What is the most dangerous person or organization that you dealt with?
1: Uh, The Crips and the Bloods. I mean, you know, uh, you can't get no more dangerous than that. They probably have more bodies uh, uh, than the pandemic right now that, that we're dealing with. You know, if you add up all the bodies over the years, you know, I think at one time L.A. was doing like 1,500 bodies a year. So when you add those bodies up over, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, that civil war that's been going on, uh, you're talking about a lot of of bodies.
0: Now, how do you move, knowing that you're dealing with dangerous people, how how do you deal with that? How do you move and carry yourself with people that are that, like, that dangerous? Well, you feed them.
1: You know, people People don't, normally, most people don't bite the hand that feed them. Some people do, though. You know, mm-hmm. some people are so retarded, you know, like right now, I meet mean retarded people all the time. You know, they're so retarded that the people that help them is the people that they try to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't go out and try to take advantage of a stranger. They take advantage of the people right there next to them. You know, we hear about it all the time. You know, mm-hmm. guys get borrowing money from their mama and never pay her back or the uncle or the brother, or, you know. That's taking advantage. 100%. That is another form of taking advantage. 100%. So, uh, uh, there are people that that, that will take advantage of a good situation. Uh, But, you know, you're going to find some who who will appreciate the things that you're doing for them.
0: I got got you. That makes perfect sense to me. When When did, what was the scariest situation that you were ever a part of? Because these are all the things that I'm thinking. When I think kingpin, I think big dude at the top, craziness, movie, and
1: there's gonna, there's gotta be a movie. Oh, the cops, the country. cops, the cops. Yeah? it's it not, not, not people on the street. It's scary to be handcuffed, they have six or seven guns in your face, and a dog chewing at your legs, and your, and your growing area, uh, to the point to where you like, fuck the guns. The guns don't even matter anymore. I can't take it no more.
0: What the Somebody, you—they
1: let the dog on your dick. They just said, gone? Yeah. While I was handcuffed, and my legs were my legs were shackled as well. And, and the dog just said, "I'm gonna do what I do." Ripping me apart. It was ripping me, literally ripping me apart. I had about thirty, forty dog bite wounds.
0: And, and, and they're considered the police, so it's just like fuck it. Just go get them some alcohol. Get them. Get him some gravy train. Get him some fucking ookanuoba. It's fine. He bit Rick Ross, no problem. We take him we take him to the fucking jail. I, I don't understand how you can do that. It's a it's an egregious violation of somebody's rights, but I guess this that's that that's been the game, that is the game, and that will be the game for many years to come well,
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Until we as a people uh decide to to make a stand, you know, for ourselves. And, and, and I mean, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you straight up. I love black drug dealers. I love them. I understand them. I understand that they're just entrepreneurs that didn't have a product. You see, because it's hard to make money in this country without having a product. And being black Americans, we're one of the few people who can't call to Jamaica or Africa or China and say, hey, you know, over here they need they need pots. You know those pots you make over there? They don't have those over here and and and, and we need them. Can you send them to me? You know, we just don't have that over here. So uh uh black Americans are, are are hurting for product. So it it
0: was an issue of making something out of nothing. With that with that being said, because the next question I was gonna ask is with that being said, did you ever say to yourself I'm a drug dealer. I got a lot of work out on the street. There's a lot of people who are consuming this, and I'm ruining ruining lives. Did you ever think about that for a moment and say, wow, I'm
1: doing that? It came later. You you, you know, at first, we didn't see addiction. We didn't see crack addicts at first. You know, there was no crack addicts. The people who were smoking crack was rich. There was doctors, lawyers, and, you know, people that I've always wanted to be around. You know, Rick James, Quincy Jones. Uh, cocaine was a hell of a drug, They said it. it. It used to be in the writer of actors and actresses. Oh, you want me to pay on your movie? This is what you got to have. Oh, I'm doing a show, a concert for you. This is what I. This is what I want on my writer. So, so when you start talking about a young boy from South Central Los Angeles who can't read, you know, didn't go to school, his mama wasn't. That smart, then you know, didn't know about cocaine. They you know, nobody knew. Right. So, so you, you just
0: do what you can. How much? How much of that business did you get? How much of that? Yo, know, it's on the rider. Bring it here. Kind of business did you get? Did you? Did you
1: service? I, about I, I, power I, I, power I grew past is- that. I grew past that fast. I probably curve served for about a month. Because what I learned fast is that. If you stack your bread, then your bread starts to work for you. Mm Mm-hmm, 100%. So once your bread is working, you can't outwork money. I don't care what you do. Just think, uh, 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 if you're digging a hole, right, there's a hole got to be dug. Say a hole for a swimming pool. Let's just use that for an example. Right. But all, all you got is a shovel. But this other guy, he has a few hundred thousand dollars, so he goes out and buys a tractor who's going to dig that hole faster The and who's yeah. going to dig more holes. Well, so let's... I learned at a young age that my money would work faster for me. That's why I don't give my money to nobody. I hate giving my money to people because some people will take your money and they'll just surrender it. But when I take my money, my money works for me. My money goes out and brings me more money. It you brings won't... me opp- opportunities.
0: What are we missing? And this is what I was going to go to later on in the interview because I'm just kind of lining it up chronologically. What are we missing as people about how to handle money? Because you, what I, what I respect and appreciate about you the most is that you did it illegally. And then you turned around and did the same thing legally. So it's not like you were good in one game, but you were no good in this game. You did what? it over here and what? you did it over here.
1: Well, you know, it, what, what people miss, and it really baffles me, is that not only I did it in two games, but I also did it against the federal government. Because I'm out, I'm on the street right now. I shouldn't be on the street. No. I sold enough cocaine that I should be buried up under the penitentiary. They never should have let me out. Now, now they never caught me necessarily with drugs.
0: Mm.
1: You know, the only drugs that they ever can officially tie me to was some drugs that the DEA was trying to sell me. Mm -hmm. I never got caught with drugs. I was able to hide my drugs so well that they couldn't find them. Wow. So, so they never caught me with drugs, but I sold enough drugs that had they caught me doing what I was doing, I never would, would be a free man again. Right.
0: Well, well, what what was that what you got charged with? Was that before the RICO Act or did you get caught on the RICO?
1: They charged me with the RICO, but they couldn't legally do it. They wasn't supposed to. You know, you have what they call overzealous prosecutors Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they want to give you more time than they can for Mm -hmm. the evidence that they have. uh, uh, um, And they overreach. And, and, and sometimes that becomes a good thing for you when, when they overreach.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So, so. You turn that light on, point. What, what I wanted to know, and I'm, I'm going to get to what we were talking about in a second. When did you actually know that you were being investigated? Did you ever know it? Did it ever <laughs> occur to you, like, wow, they're on me now? And what did you do?
1: Well, we got a delay, y'all. Hold on. You got. I'm listening. Did you, yeah. Uh, did, you, uh, did you ever? This phone no? might. This phone might die too. This Echo's phone. He didn't. This Echo phone. He didn't charge it up, so it may die. Uh, the first time I knew that I was in be- being investigated, uh, I had a gardener, uh, uh, and he came in with a news article, and he told me that uh, that my my uh, my house and I was in the newspaper. Hmm. And you. But I moved. that... I moved that same day. I, I dropped everything, grabbed my bread and, and left that house and but didn't now, go back.
0: Now, 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 what happens when they catch you? How long is that from when you wind up in jail? I it was about four years. So you had going on for four more years doing your- But I
1: hear it though, you know, I, I hear it from people. I hear it, you know, I, I, was, I was like wearing a disguise. You know, I didn't want people to know that I was rich. So <laughs> I didn't look like I was rich. I look like everybody else. And I also found out that everybody liked me looking like them.
0: You, need, you gotta charge that phone, bro, because these are part of the 21 keys. These are the 21 keys that 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 I want people to understand. Why did and I need you to break that down a little bit more. What when you say you didn't act which, what kind of car did you drive? Where did you live? What did you do? How did how were you able to, to
1: do that? I had about 30 cars at that time. Mm -hmm. but none of them was brand new none of them cost over six or seven thousand dollars so i could literally be driving down the street and i look up and i see one of my cars and i would jump out the one i was in and jump in another car and you so so
0: you never went for luxury cars you never did any of that
1: no i didn't want luxury i wasn't doing it for luxury See, I, I was selling drugs for a different. I had a different purpose. My family was hurting. My family was poor. They couldn't get jobs. They needed money. So my mission was bigger than than me having a a, a Rolls Royce. And then I had little homies. You know, I had I had a little guy. Little Tommy was I think, 18 years old. He had two Rolls Royces and a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care about no Ferrari or no, no, no Rolls Royce. You know, if I wanted to ride in one, I'd just go borrow one of his
0: and, and, or somebody's and, and, bet. And, and did that, so carrying yourself like that afforded you an extra four years, that's what you're saying?
1: Because or you, maybe you longer. were kind of under the radar. Or maybe longer. Most of the guys that, that had that kind of stuff went to prison before me and they started after I did. Wow. So low-key. Because you, you, become, you become easy to identify. You know, here you are riding around in a red Ferrari. You're the only, probably only three of them in the whole city. So they know one of them got to be you. Wow. So now the day you get caught, the day you get caught, do you know that it's coming that day? Are you paying attention? Is there something that's kind of... No, I quit quit selling drugs. I hadn't sold drugs in a year and a half. I came to my senses. Wow. So what do you, you're just living off your money that year, you're chilling
0: out, and then they come and
1: grab you? Yep, I'm working on houses. You know, I start to flip houses, so I'm working on houses, building houses, remodeling them, and um, they came and grabbed me.
0: Wow. So they grabbed you, how were they? Are they, Are they? they? Do they treat you
1: with respect? Vicious. Vicious. Kicked me with boots on. Like I said, they let the dog bite me, beat me in the head with plastic. You can't see all these scars in my face, but if you ever get a chance, I got scars all in my face from uh, flashlight therapy is what they call it. Wow. So you, they, you know, so they said that flashlight, they said that flashlight going to get you right.
0: Right. And they, so they tore your ass up. So now they put you Told in jail. They, they put you in jail. What is your first night in prison like? What are you saying to yourself as, you, as, you're, as you're laying there, your
1: first night, locked down? Fucked up. Fucked up. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Will you ever get out again? Will you ever be a free man? Wow. Because I didn't know I didn't know that you could get a life sentence for selling drugs. I thought, you know, it was gonna be like a five year, ten year sentence, you know, something like that there. And and I was perfectly willing to, to do that. But, you know, when they start talking about life and forty five years and you know, that shit gets scary. It gets scary. Right. But and then talking- you're only twenty and you're only twenty eight years old.
0: Right, and, and they're talking about seventy-five years or one hundred and fifteen years. That means you're
1: yeah. never getting out of jail. Yeah, my 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 paper said uh, death. I got the life sentence. I didn't. I didn't was looking at a life sentence. I received it.
0: Okay, all right. So now you're in jail. How long is it before you decide to make to to learn to read? And what is the What is the event that took place
1: that made you say, I have to learn how to read? Well, the older guys who had been in jail for a while were talking about my attorney. And they were telling me that uh, I was dependent on my attorney. And then they started to show me why I couldn't totally depend on my attorney, even though he was good. Um, They said, do we have a wife? And I said, yeah. So you think he'd be thinking about his wife? I said, of course. He got kids? Yeah. Yeah. You think he put your case before his kids? And you don't know, have to come to my senses and say, no way. So do we have other clients? And I say, yeah. Do you think you come before all of his other clients put together? And I said, no way. So when I started to see it, then it made sense to me that nobody should care more about my case than I did. And I shouldn't put my faith all in this guy, no matter how smart he was, what school he went to, or none of that. Wow. And I'm so glad that, I didn't. I'm glad right. I didn't. I'm glad you
0: didn't. Shit. Um, so what do you do? You go to write like, the prison course or w- w- what's the. what's the? No, a-
1: my cellie, my cellie make me some cue cards, you know, teach me my ABCs, show me how to sound out my, my letters. And uh, a couple of weeks I was reading a newspaper. And I went from reading the newspaper to uh, uh, doing law books.
0: Right. The, 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 see, law books are not the daily
1: news They're not the Los Angeles Oh no, it's a different language It's a different right. language When you speak, when you speak law you, you, You're talking a foreign language almost you know they, they have their own dictionary It's called a black law dictionary So you have to go to that to break down What certain words mean in, in legal terms So uh, no, it's, it's definitely not, uh, not, not the normal way To, to talk or, or, or read Or anything like that,
0: then. Now, now, how long does that process take from A, B, C, D, E, F, G to the black law book? How long does it take you to master that skill of reading and writing?
1: I don't know. I, I started to, uh, I guess after about three years, you know, I, I was good enough to where I could debate the law with my lawyer, uh, with the judge, where I felt comfortable uh, debating with any of them. And, and, and I didn't do it like like normal people read i read like i sold drugs you know i was passionate about it i was willing to die for it or kill for it if necessary uh um, i was doing it 18 19 hour days you know i would wake up some mornings and i would have a law book uh on my chest where i had been reading all night
0: so now so now you find a loophole do you you find the loophole? I the find lawyer? it. You find it, not the, the
1: lawyer. He say he did in the documentary. He took it, but but he told me I was wrong. You know, and he you told found, me. It. And
0: you found this loophole. And then what's the first thing you do?
1: Call my lawyer. Right. He shot He's me sure. down though. Mm-hmm. So what do he do? told me it don't it don't apply to you because your case. I was quoting state cases. Uh, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but he said mine was different because my cases were from s- different states. So, uh, uh, but he didn't understand that the law was more pertaining to the state of mind that you were in rather than what state you was in. It didn't matter what state you was in. It was your mindset. And, uh, uh, in my case, I had never been to jail before, so I had never been brought to my senses. And 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 I explained that to him that I was just a wild youngster who had never been taught, and this was going to be my first time ever being taught a lesson, and that's not how the 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 people who made the law wanted it to be. Uh, the first time you go and get a lesson, you get you know you get spanked to death, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't really understand that, but I did.
0: And so, do you do you wind up switching lawyers, or you you stick with him and go through this case?
1: And, and well, I stuck. I stuck with him all during the trial. He did. He did the trial. He did the jury trial. Uh, he also did the sentencing hearing. Uh, but after the sentencing hearing, he told me that uh, that I shouldn't hire him again. Because we were friends too. You know, we were friends. We wasn't just t- attorney client. You know, I'd send him. I hooked him up with a lot of people. He made a lot of money messing with me. So he were giving. He was giving me what he thought was solid advice, and he was saying to take the rest of the money I had put it on my books and live good in prison.
0: Right. And you, uh, you refused,
1: you refused to take that. That wasn't something that you were willing to do. I wasn't, I wasn't. so I got lucky though, the judge who, who also must've had some type of feelings for me, you know, uh, thought I was a good guy or, or not as bad as I was portrayed to be in court. Uh, she handpicked the lawyer for me. Uh, uh, um, and, um, uh, he, he did my appeal and he listened to me and he worked with me and me and him won it uh, Frank J. Reagan is his name out of San Diego wow and that so now you win you get out you get out your first day on no as no. well, soon as I knew as soon as I knew I was going to win I started to study because what I realized is I never had a job I never worked a job before I never filled out an application right now today I've never filled out a job application right uh, so I, I was like damn what you going to do when you get home?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what I did is I started reading books, you know, get rich books. Uh, uh, they can kind of read you, and people can read about it in L.A. magazine. It came out 2013 when the guy come and interview me and he talks about me reading these books. And I was telling him when he came to interview me, he, he wrote my obituary. He was writing my obituary. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I told him that uh, that I'm reading these books and I'm testing their plausibility. Uh, uh, that I was testing to see if the stuff in the books worked right
0: and did he get mad did he, did, did he ever get mad because I remember I, I read you know looking into this I read it up did he, did he ever get mad about that did he feel like you know like well, basically you vindicated yourself and you proved that it actually works what, did you ever get a
1: chance to speak to him well, we speak all the time matter of fact we're getting ready to do another story uh, right now You know, he rewrote the story that he originally wrote when he wrote the obituary. He rewrote that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: already. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm the feature story in in the LA Magazine article 2013. So now he's getting ready to write another story because all the things that I told him in that story that I was going to do, I've already done. Only one that ain't done is the the movie. The movie isn't out yet. Oh, that's uh, coming. coming Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. We we debating right now: are we gonna shoot uh, 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 three movies or two movies at one time? We might just shoot three movies straight through, you know, uh, uh, and 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 throw them on the box office one at a time. I, I want to do them like every thirty days, release a new movie.
0: Wow! And, and let me let me ask you a question for people, because I'm big on I'm big on these books, so I want to know where your head was at. What are your favorite books that you read
1: that you read on that on that note? Everybody already know those books. I, I tell them everywhere I go because I want my people to know about them. Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon I Hill. read it 25 times. I read Napoleon it Hill, my man. As a Man Think by James Allen. I read it mm-hmm. over 25 times. Okay. The Richest Man in Babylon. I read it over 25 times. And what I did is after I read those books, I came up with a new game plan for myself. Mm-hmm. I got rid of all the bitterness that I had because I was a little bitter. You know, they, they, they had set me up. You know, my informant, who was also my supplier, had set me up like a, like a rat. You know, he, he called me, told me he had 700 keys for me and it was a cold trap the whole time. Uh, uh, but I later on, after I finished reading those books and I started to understand, you know, how the universe works, that it wasn't his fault. It was my fault that I bit. You know, I didn't have to bite.
0: And, 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 and that guy was connected to the to the Contras That guy was connected yeah, right. to the CIA But you never right. were really connected to the CIA He was connected to the CIA
1: Nah, he was just my boy, you know I just bought the drugs from him I never asked him where the drugs was coming from I didn't care Right,
0: You didn't care where they came from So, And, and, and people, you know. I want to say something to you The book that changed my life And I'm going to just make this about me for a second The book that changed my life Was thinking and by Napoleon Hill there's no better book that you can read than that. Now, that book was written in 1931, something like that. It's going to sound a little old to turn you, but you can take what you need from it.
1: Turn the light on. Period. Um. So the it, book is vicious. Good. That book yep. That book is vicious. I, I wish that, that somebody would have turned me on to that book when I was 12 or 13. I, I would be a different... I mean, right now, you know, for me, Scoop, the sky's the limit. You know, if I if I want to buy Amazon, I can do it. I can own Amazon if I want to. Right here. I, I get can it. get Apple. I can get Apple. Uh, um, I mean, it, it's, it's all in my mind, what I think, how I think. And what I found out is if you start to feed your mind, your mind is so powerful. Our minds is crazily powerful. You know, I read a lot of mind books, too. One of the guys, he said that your mind is so, let me tell you how cold our minds are. Our mind tells all our hair when to grow. At the same time, every inch of hair on our head that we can't count, it tells it when to grow, and it also break down your food at the same time while your hair is growing. It's in there breaking down your food just right,
0: because you we, know we have
1: acids. Five percent. We use five percent of our brain too, right? We have acids in our bodies that will cut through steel, if it's not,
0: yeah,
1: if it's not uh, uh, put properly. Mm-hmm. So, so our minds balance all of those things out and make all those things work just right. So, my man, say, do you think that it can't get you some money?
0: So, what's what's stopping what's stopping the average person? Like for me, I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan, a heavy fan. <clears throat> I, I tell everybody every chance I get, think and grow rich, the success principles by Jack Canfield, all of these books. But for somebody who's watching, they never heard that, never heard me talk about it, never heard you talk about it. What is it about those books that people need to, that they just need to absorb?
1: Why they need to read those books? Well, well, they put the principles out. They show you the principles in plain language. But you know, most people, most people, when they go buy the book, they don't read it. Me? You know, a lot of people, they'll go buy a book and never read it. They'll set it on the TV. they just you know, just keep it there for a trophy. And then another group of the people, they'll read the book but they didn't really read it. They just skimmed through it mm-hmm. to say that they did it. The difference with me is that I really, really broke the book down. I, I devoured the book. I wanted every inch of what the book was talking about. You know, I wanted it all.
0: Do you, do you think that had you not been in prison, you would have would have
1: absorbed that book? the same way it would have been hard I was hard headed you know when I had money I was hard headed it was hard to talk to me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know uh, it it was an incident where uh, uh, there was people that I could have went and had meetings with that could have stopped me from ever going to prison and I didn't take the meetings because I didn't see why there was a reason for me to talk to them Wow, just, I mean, just, I, when, when you when you when you in L.A. and you have the kind of power that I had at that time. There was nobody that I couldn't reach out and touch. Right.
0: Did you have any famous friends? Did you have did you have were you cool with Magic Johnson? Were you cool with Kareem? Like were there any like celebrity?
1: Uh, no, not, not because I didn't really care about being their friend. I was comfortable with the guys that I was friends with in South Central L.A. Uh, one, of my, one of my high school tennis players that played on my high school tennis team was a bodyguard for uh, Quincy Jones, Don Cornelius, Michael Jackson. Um, and he, he offered many times. Matter of fact, the, the, the Godfather, the guy who they say is, is a, was the black Godfather who they just did the documentary on. He was also his personal bodyguard, too. Clarence Avon? Yeah. And he offered to, to introduce me to Clarence, and, and I declined. That would have been a hell of a meeting, man. That would have been a hell of a meeting right well, now, Well, you know, he said that me and him were a lot alike. Yes. He yes. said, man, he said, you and this guy is a lot alike. And I understand now, after I saw Clarence's documentary, which my man did it, Reginald Hutton did the documentary. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Reggie's doing my movie. Okay, that's going to be good. Reggie's my guy, man. I didn't know that. I, now so, I got to so, hit
0: Reggie and be like, yo, okay, you, you're in good hands. You're in damn good
1: hands. Oh, no, Reggie's probably the smartest black guy in hollywood yeah I, I hands I down he helped hands me. down he helped me man he helped me he helped me man i'm i'm, I'm always indebted to reggie huddland man he helped matter me. of fact the book that i'm writing right now reggie gave me the idea wow and he I'm, told me I'm, that i was the only one that could write this book what's the book about i can't tell nobody
0: okay well when you will have you come on when you write the book, we'll have you come on. So, so yes, you you get out you get out into the world now. How do you transition to a regular life? And, and what is the thing when you come out that kind of gives you culture shock? Like wow, oh shit, this this.
1: My mom losing her house. <laughs> My mom was losing her house as soon as I got out of prison. My mom was forty five thousand dollars behind on her mortgage. No that technology
0: bugged you out. No, no new technology. None of that stuff. The fact that your mom was losing that house was the only thing that kind of rocked
1: you. Yeah, it was.
0: Did Did you ever say, "Shit, let me make a move"?
1: No, I had already said that I couldn't make a move because that's what happened to me uh, uh, my second time uh, 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 going to jail. You know, I had this this theater that I was building. I was I was building this this theater for uh, for, for South Central where I was going to make the celebrities come to South Central and mingle with just everyday South Central kids.
0: So you had you had the idea of gentrification before they did
1: it. Uh, yeah, I was building this theater. You can you can I mean it's documented. It's in the newspapers. They wrote about it. Uh, Maxine Waters came down. Diane Watson. Everybody came down, but nobody offered to give me a hand.
0: Well, you know how you know how that is. So anyway, let's 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 move forward. Tell them what you do now and some of the businesses that you have, because you you went from here to here. So what are you doing now? What for the people who don't know they're, they're on here, they have no idea. What are you doing now?
1: I'm in the cannabis business. Uh, uh, one of my goals is to be the biggest cannabis uh, uh, dealer in the world. Uh, um, That's my main thing that I'm doing right now I also, you know, before the pandemic hit I I, I love going around talking to kids Educating them about uh, Themselves As well as me Um, I sell cars uh, I have my clothing line Uh, Right now what I'm doing Is I'm starting to help uh, Rappers and singers And boxers Start their own marijuana lines as well Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you you know what I call myself the best assistant in the world the best assistant in the world why is that yeah tell me why because I assist people with their dreams I assist people with their dreams if you tell me what you're trying to do, I can help you do it better if you listen mm-hmm. most people don't listen though
0: no because that that's just that's just what people are people don't people don't like to take They don't like to take direction. Even me, man, I'm just getting to the point where I'm starting to listen to some of the younger people around me. I understand it. And that's one thing that we all need to build on. Be able to take advice from people, be able to take direction. At least try it out and see if it works. With With that being said, with that being said, do you think that, and this is my last question, do you think that your, your experience in the Coke game is actually the reason why you're going to be this good in
1: cannabis? Absolutely. The Coke game taught me. You know, I mess with with, with brilliant people in the Coke game. They just got caught up on Coke. That don't mean they wasn't brilliant. Rick James was brilliant. Nobody could argue the fact that Rick James was brilliant. They can't argue the fact that Marvin Gaye was brilliant. But they both got caught up in the cocaine game. hmm so just because you get caught up in a, a, a certain game don't mean that you're not brilliant. And what I found out is I, I ran into a lot of brilliant people in, in the cocaine business, and and they taught me, you know. They were willing to to give me... And people like you, they'll share uh, things with you that they don't share with people that they don't like.
0: <laughs> and, and your understanding and your being able to run a billion-dollar... A legal drug operation is the same thing that's making you able to run this legal
1: drug operation. Absolutely. Almost the same principles. Answer the telephone. Do what you say you're going to do. And don't fuck off your money.
0: Okay. What are the people who arrested you? What are the people who uh, prosecuted you? What are they saying? We put them in jail for that. He comes back and now he's doing he's doing the same damn thing just legally. Do you get a little
1: hate from that? I'm sure they do. But, you know, that's their problem. You know, uh, uh, to 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 hold on to hatred is really a waste of energy because the person you hating on, they probably don't even know you hating and they don't move on with their life. So if they hating, then that's their issue. My 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 goal is to be as successful in life as I can.
0: Mm-hmm. And you were able and you were able to get a license to grow and be in that business being a convicted felon.
1: Yeah, it took seven years. I had to go down to, to, to City Hall and we went to the state and, and we, we argued that at one time this whole business was illegal for everybody. So why should the people who were allowed who didn't get arrested? But they're allowed to get a license but the people who actually paid their due. Just on the
0: last damn question, on the last damn question. Make Noise with Fat Man Scoop is produced by myself alongside Raj Kachetja and the team at creativecontentagency.com. Please support this podcast by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love that. And by following this podcast on Spotify and sharing links to episodes you enjoy with your friends. Do it. You can also email the show via podcast at FatManScoop.com. I answer that. Or you can DM me at fatmanscoop. Scoop. Yes, I answer DMs.